it did happen in the storyboarding phase, you know, a couple of times with uh, <laughs> a couple of our board artists really indulged themselves. And, and, <laughs> and it was yeah. pretty awesome, uh, to be honest. No, it was fun. <laughs> but we all knew that even before, you know, we were going to back off on certain things like blood. You know, there's not going to be. Of course. You can't do any blood, uh, you know, hitting the camera or spraying out of, you know, people's mouths or broken. One of the fights was very MMA influenced. And you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> But yeah. I really yeah. like the sequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We'll, st- we'll style it back just a little bit. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 31 of The Fourth Wall. I am, of course, your host, Griffin Schiller, and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals ranging from directors, writers, actors, you name it. This show is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, where you can find the rest of our amazing entertainment-centric content. We're talking about shows like The Playlist Podcast, Deep Focus, Be Real, and so much more. Whatever your fix is, we definitely have you covered over there. Today's episode is a special one because I had an opportunity to participate in an early press day for Disney Animation Studios' Raya and the Last Dragon. And during that press day, I was fortunate enough to screen 30 minutes of the film to which I was absolutely floored. And one of the big takeaways to me was that Raya is unlike anything Disney animation has really ever done before. And yes, it can't be understated the importance of the film being the first Southeast Asian story told in the Disney universe, but Raya is through and through an action film, and I think that is something that's going to surprise so many people. The fight scenes are visceral, kinetic. It reminded me of, like, you know, Mad Max meets anime and, like, Danny Boyle flares in there, to which... We get into throughout the course of this interview with three of the creative geniuses behind the film, Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada, and Qui Gwen. Don and Carlos served as co-directors on the project with Qui as a co-writer. Now, Don is no stranger to the Disney animation family. His previous work for Disney animation included Big Hero 6 and Moana, for which he won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature for the former. Meanwhile, Carlos Lopez Estrada, you might know because he was best known for directing the critically acclaimed and criminally underseen Blind Spotting, and has also had extensive work in music videos. But seriously, his work in Blind Spotting uh, was one of the best directorial debuts I think I have ever seen. And I think him coming into a project like this is not only fascinating, but he's able to bring such an interesting uh, perspective to the table that I think ultimately helped the film in the long run. And then Raya co-writer Kui Gwen is an artistic director for the Vampire Cowboys Theater Company and an accomplished playwright with some of his work including Viet Gone, Living Dead in Denmark, and She Kills Monsters. Gwen has also had a successful career in television, working on AMC's Dispatches from Nowhere and The Society. In case you aren't familiar with the project, Raya and the Last Dragon is the 59th film from Disney Animation Studios and it's stars Kelly Marie Tran as Raya in this mythical world of Kumandra, where humans and dragons once lived together in harmony. Sadly, that harmony was short-lived when the Druin, sinister monsters, threatened the land and the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. 
500 years later, Raya must find the last dragon, Sisu, played by Aquafina, to defeat the Druin for good. Now, as I mentioned, one of the big points of emphasis during this early press day was that Raya is an action movie, and it was important for the team to take bold, creative swings, ensuring the film stood out from Disney's other animated films, but also felt like part of the family. And Estrada and Hall definitely talked extensively about this and why they wanted to give the action that Danny Boyle kinetic flair uh, that we see in the film. And also, Kui played a big part in the action as well, given his uh, background in uh, fight choreography and whatnot. And they were actually able to bring on real stunt performers to choreograph and map out the sequence to emphasize the authenticity of these incredible fight sequences. Now, you may have heard, but there were some rumors floating around about the potential R-rated violence in the action scenes in this film. But throughout the course of my conversation, I definitely brought this up, and the group was very quick to clarify that that was a comment that was more so made in jest. Yes, some of the storyboard artists early on went, you know, crazy with these insane, you know, super violent images, but it was never going to be included in the final product. So, you know, the biggest takeaway from that was that Disney allowed them to tackle ideas and themes that felt adult um, and were able to heighten them and, and whatnot. But it, it was something that was very universal and that they were able to tailor to children and young adults as well. And so we get into a lot of those themes and the importance of this movie, given the times we're living in and so much more. We actually even inquired with Carlos Lopez Estrada about the rumor that he was developing Disney's live-action remake of Robin Hood, and his answer was uh, was a good one. I got to give him credit for how he navigated that question. But listen, guys, this was an absolutely phenomenal conversation with these three gentlemen. Uh, a lot of fun, and I can't emphasize enough how great Raya in the Last Dragon looks. Again, I've only seen thirty minutes. But I was blown away, and I can't wait to see the whole thing when it hits Disney Plus on March 5th. But all right, enough from me. Let's get into this conversation. Here is my interview with Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada, and Kui Gwen. Uh, I, I mean, granted, we've only seen 30 minutes of the film, but I thought it was like such a substantial 30 minutes that... I, I was like incredibly impressed because going into it, I I thought I was expecting one thing, like a you know the typical Disney fantasy sort of adventure thing, and what we got was far more, um, I don't know, like like kinetic. It had more personality, and you got and you guys leaned more heavily into the action side of things mm -hmm. um, than the adventure, which is very rare for uh, you know animated family films. And so I'm curious. Was that something that was like really important to you to get across to to kind of take advantage of the the action side of things? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I think we're all fans of action films, and and um, uh, and it felt like we had a perfect opportunity with this one uh, to indulge that. And and obviously, um, there's no gratuitous or or um, you know every scene. I mean every every action scene carried narrative there was nothing obligate you know we didn't do just the obligatory action scenes we tried to uh have them have each a different sort of profile different flavor a different you know tempo even and and even musical structure every just they they all are different and all are trying to accomplish different things story-wise um some are more comedic some are 
not comedic at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and there's everything in between. So I, I'm, I'm really happy that we were able to sort of pull off that spectrum uh, in, in within just the action scenes themselves. And I think Griffin, that what your reaction is, is really great because we, when, when the three of us joined the movie, that, that was sort of a, a thing that we were really looking, really looking for. Like, how can we uh, present this film that on the surface probably feels as, as something expected, something that you may have seen before, uh, you know, an epic adventure film, uh, but how can we give it our own little spin and how can it feel and sound the tone of it, it, it's really refreshing. And we really tried to push that as much as possible. Like every time that it felt like we were doing something, uh, traditionally we would just try to think of, of, of a way to spice it up and to uh, give it a little bit of like a, a twist, which I think is, is what makes the movie so uh, feel so different. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, naturally when you're crafting action for like a, a family friendly audience, uh, you know, just being adults, we have a, we have sort of that nature of like, oh, we want to make this like, you know, some of the great like R-rated action yeah. movies that we sort of grew up loving. What's what's the challenge in backing down and, uh, you know, making something that's a little bit more accessible to everyone? Because I, I, I read and I believe there was like a report earlier that came out that like when you guys were sort of building the blocks for this sort of thing, yeah. there were there were like R-rated versions of certain scenes. And so that that just really piqued my interest. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think that got misconstrued a little bit because we sort of said right. that in jest. Uh, right. Really, definitely slightly, a joke. Slightly um, hyperbolic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and as you said, stated, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was, as you just stated, like there's a version where you could easily take any action sequence and go that extra step. And it's, you know, like when you're, you know, the, the, the joke was you could with this movie easily crank it up we didn't do that obviously because right. we knew that all the fights, all the chases, all those action sequences had to uh, complement the story of the, the film. It's, and everything is integral to that story. We're all, we're, you know, everything derives from story. Uh, but with that doubt, we are, you know, you know, people and we're, and, and, and mischievous people at that. And you're like, Oh, well, we could crank that up if we wanted to. And, and, <laughs> you're aware, you're aware, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, it, it did happen in the storyboarding phase, you know, a couple of times with uh, <laughs> Uh, a couple of our board artists really indulged themselves and, uh, <laughs> and, and it was yeah. pretty awesome uh, to be honest. No, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but we all knew that even before, you know, we were going to back off on certain things like blood, you know, there's not going to be, of course, you can't do any blood, uh, you know, hitting the camera or spraying out of, you know, people's mouths or broken. Well, the fight was very MMA influenced. And like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but I really yeah. like the sequence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll, st we'll style it back just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, that said, I mean, you know, there, there is a, um, a particular sword fight uh, in the film that is um, that is crazy intense. Um, mm -hmm. So despite it being an all audience movie, uh, I don't think um, I don't think we necessarily held back in terms of adrenaline or or visceral impact you know oh yeah um, for sure part of that comes because it's, it's like you care about the characters really if, as long yeah. you know, that's the secret ingredients like i care about this character i care about this character and they're going at it um so there's a certain tension with that and and we didn't pull back uh at all in fact you know it's it's got some very visceral it's a really visceral kind of feel to that particular mm -hmm. also just to the credit of of the studio is we 
like some of the themes and some of the ideas and some of the action moments in Riot do feel adult and do feel like they're heightened and, and they're, you know, they're real. Uh, and we we thought that maybe we were going to get a little bit of pushback or a little bit of, and honestly, it we never once got that note, uh, I think because everything is so grounded in the story and because everything feels uh, deliberate and necessary, nothing's like indulgent. Uh, we not once got the note that, we were stepping too far or that we were you know we had to pull back it, it was kind of exactly as we wanted it to be well that's really reassuring because yeah i mean from just what i saw i mean i was already completely invested in raya's journey i thought you were tackling stuff that was very mature and then you paired that with these like really incredibly well choreographed you know from an animated standpoint well not even from an animated because like obviously the behind the scenes stuff you brought in like stunt doubles to kind of like piece together that and i thought that was so cool but um but yeah it was it was really visceral like i got like not gonna lie like especially in some of the wasteland sequences i got mad max vibes and then yeah. it, it, like there were like anime vibes at times and i was like this yeah. is so refreshing to see from a disney animated film i've never experienced anything like this from from you guys as an animation studio it's definitely our probably most uh, post-apocalyptic yeah. film that I think we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, but it was important that that the the world that we're exploring, you know, is under an existential threat, and and um, they're hurting. You know, this world is hurting, and and you know, for the story to work, we we had to honor that. You know, and and that doesn't mean there couldn't still be moments of levity or moments of lightness. You know, within that, but but. You know, we're, we're a, a broken world was really a huge part of this story. And, um, you know, we tried not to hold back on that. Yeah, I, I am curious with some of your, um, you know, obviously you do your research in order to authentically depict uh, the, the peoples and, and cultures that you want to represent on screen. But like from a filmmaking standpoint, I'm curious as to what some of, uh, you know, the outside works maybe you, you looked into to sort of, um, uh, you, know, you know, that may, maybe inspired the film or certain sequences. Uh, I think there's there's two buckets of of places where we drew inspiration. The first one is. Uh, do you want to talk about this one, Don? The first oh, one go is. Ahead, go ahead, you're going. Uh, the, go. the the adventure movies that we all grew up watching. Uh, Don and Quee in the theater is me and I, uh, me and myself on home video because I wasn't born when these were made. But uh, these these were like Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Uh, and you'll see a lot of that inspiration in Raya. Like it, it, yeah. this is an epic adventure movie, the same scale of, as those. And then I think the second bucket, which we're also very excited about, and you know, equally, equally um, as much came from all three of us, is the the contemporary edge to to Raya. And for that, we were looking at filmmakers like Taika Waititi, like Edgar Wright, uh, and like Danny Boyle. I, hmm. I almost called him Susan Boyle in another interview. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny Boyle, but we, we were very much looking at that. So to, to present a, a, a take on this epic that was unexpected and fresh and surprising. And I think that was something that us three like really, really were trying to push for uh, in the music, in the tone, in the comedy, uh, just <laughs> something that we we uh, made like one of, one of our... our are things to go after 
Yeah, for, I'm, that's funny that you bring up Danny Boyle because that's I was trying for the life of me to figure out. I was like, this editing feels so different from anything. I was like, I'm, what does this remind me of? And I'm like, oh yeah, this, this is train spotting. This is like all of Danny Boyle's like 28 days later and all that stuff like that. So that's 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 interesting that you bring that up, um, Carlos. Uh, you specifically, I want to sort of talk about how you got involved with the project um, because obviously this was something that this has been in in the works for some time now, uh, and and I think probably before you came on board, if I'm not mistaken, but. Uh, you know, what was it that I guess, and, and this is for everyone, but what was it that you sort of brought to the table in terms of uh, Raya that um, enhanced the overall vision? And what was that that one thing that you saw in the project that really like attracted you to it? I came onto the, the project at the same time that Kui and Don did a year and a half ago. But I, I at that point, I, I mean, Kui had only preceded me by joining, I think, Kui had been at Disney for a year, maybe when I joined. Uh, and by the time I joined Raya, I'd been like maybe six or seven months. So we were both relatively okay. newbies in the studio. Um, and I think I, I really like the story. I think what I love the most was the how directly the themes of, of, of um, the movie and the characters directly related to the things that were happening today in the world and how uh, timely all of it felt. Uh, I think us three really share that. And and I was also very excited to work with Don and Kui. Uh, we had we had gotten a chance because we were all part of the Story Trust at Disney. We had gotten a chance to talk to each other, to read each other's work, to uh, look at the other projects that we were developing. Uh, and it, it just became clear really quickly that we clicked in a way that was really special. And you know, from the first day that we got in a room together to spitball ideas uh, it was just like magic and we were building on top of each other and we were getting each other excited and we were trying to push each other to sort of like uh, uh, think outside of the box in a, in a way that was really really great so that was uh, uh, I think in, in a nutshell how I and Kui uh, joined the project and I think what mm-hmm. what we've also been talking about a lot is is how because Don, Kui and I have such uh, different backgrounds uh as people but also just filmically like Kui came into this from like a a stage and a martial arts background uh he also dabbles in like poetry and hip-hop I know uh you know Don (laughs) has been doing animation for a long long time and I come from the live action indie world I feel like our sensibilities are so different and we really tried to bring each of the things that excite us about making movies into Raya. So I think, you know, the music choices, the contemporary sort of like edit and, and uh, camera work that I feel like we're also very proud of. Uh, these, these are things that really only resulted because our universes are so different and they all sort of like clashed in, in the making of this movie. So hopefully when you see it, you'll identify, uh, you know, Things from my past work that 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 stand out. Things from Don's past work, like a lot of it, and the characters, the character work, and the themes. Like we were talking about, it, and this is essentially like companion piece to uh, Big Hero Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of the stuff that Quee brought. So anyway, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think no. that that we really did try to uh, bring sort of like our own flavor into it, and hopefully, it results in an unexpected take on this. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, definitely get a, the, the feel for that. I do uh, have to start wrapping up here with the last question. Um, and obviously, Carlos, your um, sort of uh, work with Disney is not finished because you're working on the the uh, the live action Robin Hood, which is the adaptation of the you know the the 1973 animated film. And I'm just sort of curious, you know, what your approach is going to be to that film and like how you're going to put a new spin on not only an uh, you know a legend, but like Disney's version. of of that did you freeze oh no there you are i i i don't oh, know did I freeze? Oh. no no there you are i don't know if i'm even supposed to talk about it because that was a, a a slightly uh leaked uh thing that that is not officially confirmed uh so i okay I don't know how yeah. much i can talk about it what i can say is that don Kui and i not together but separately are working on uh our our next disney animation project oh exciting uh, and and i don't even know if i'm supposed to say this can i say okay anyway i'm probably oh, not i'll just I won't, <laughs> amy's gonna come on and like shut it down i will not <laughs> i will not say dates i will not say no, dates. don't say dates uh, all right well their project of everyone just came on just being like ah <laughs> red dot red uh, dot showed up buddy uh, their their project uh, comes before mine, and we're very excited because we still get to see. Uh, we because we're part of the Story Trust at Disney, we still get to work on each other's project. <laughs> we get to still work on each other's project, and Don is really helping me out in the project that I'm developing. And you know, hopefully, I'll be a, a small, tiny, little uh, voice that gives some thoughts in in his. Uh, so, <laughs> stop laughing. So, so we're just, it's, it's, uh, I think Kui and I entered the Disney family in, in a really exciting time. And the fact that we're all working on new movies, I think is also very, very exciting. And hopefully we can talk to you about them soon. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely uh, looking forward to that. Well, listen, I, I, I've only seen 30 minutes. I, I know that was stressful for you. <laughs> you was, I was amazing to watch. I got, I thank you for yeah. asking that question because that was just amazing to watch just, I just the- love Carlos <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm honestly impressed with your ability to sort of get out of that one i was like holy yeah, crap is I this is he gonna be able to drop something great. <laughs> this is great uh listen guys i uh, absolutely enjoyed uh talking with you all i'm um, looking forward to seeing the full film and hopefully talking to you all about your future projects at uh at a later time really congrats on the film thank you appreciate it well, there you have it, guys. That was my conversation with Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada, and Kui Gwen, three of the creative geniuses behind Raya and The Last Dragon. Absolutely love this chat. Hopefully I get to talk to them again sometime. I It's just, I love talking with animation people. They're just so entertaining, so lively, and uh, especially with a film like this, it was just, um, it was delightful. Raya and The Last Dragon will be released theatrically and simultaneously on Disney Plus with premiere access on March 5th and again go see it it's gonna be one that I I think is gonna stand out among the rest of Disney's animated catalog and I'm very much looking forward to checking out the full thing when I get an opportunity to do so and if you're listening to this in the future and you've already seen Raya and the Last Dragon be sure to jump down in the comment section of wherever you're listening to this episode and let us know your thoughts on the film and also while you're down there be sure to let us know what your favorite Disney animated film is be sure as always to subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network so you don't miss out on more episodes of The Fourth Wall and the rest of our amazing show catalog over there again deep focus be real the playlist podcast we're getting amazing interviews great thoughtful film and television coverage over there so 
consider subscribing to the uh, the podcast feed on your podcatcher of choice. And then also, if you want to go take that extra step and really make our day, it would be amazing if you left us a rating and a review because it greatly helps the show out and it lets us know what you're loving and what you want to see more of. And then lastly, guys, if you like me and you like what I have to say, you can always give me a follow on Twitter at Griff Schiller. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will catch you back here next time. Take care.